wear a mask, but we're we're socially distanced enough now. Yes, we are. <laughs> by, by many many states. <laughs> yes, yes. You can't catch COVID through the through the. Uh, dang it! My brain just doesn't work. <laughs> ah, stupid. Ah. <laughs> I'm 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 sugared up, so I'm gonna be good. <laughs> good. So you can run the show today because I'm clearly not all here today. <laughs> Happy New Year! Yes, yes, we it is a new year. Up. Yes, it's a new year. It's 2022. <laughs> Has it gotten you? any better? Has it gotten any better yet? Eh, maybe not. Nah. <laughs> I'm not out. I'm going to finish my Twizzler. <laughs> I don't know about you, but my year has not gotten off on the right foot. I, I was no. hopeful, but I had a feeling that this year was going to be a, an interesting start. And so far it has been. Well, we ended the year with Betty White. Oh, that was the worst. That was sad. <laughs> but she was 99, you know. I still say, if you count leap years, she made it to 100. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm giving it to her. I'm giving it to her. Oh, look, we got some guests visiting us. Hi, Renee. Hey, Anita. Thanks for visiting with us. So for those of you who don't know, um, we lost our guest this week and uh, me and all of my family have COVID. So this is just going to be more of a chatty show today. <laughs> yes, we we have no real agenda. <laughs> but we've been gone for... Sugared up. <laughs> we've been gone for two weeks. So it was like we, we couldn't go for too long without saying something. Yes. Um, and catching up and, you know, for me, this has always been like my, my social hour. I get to hang out with my people and I needed this. Mm -hmm. I think when you messaged me this morning, Jane, you're like, do we want to cancel since we don't have a, a guest? I was like, no, I need to talk to someone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I left it completely up to you because after having COVID, there are days that you can do stuff and there are days that you can't. And I just wanted to make sure that there was this was a can-do day, not a, not a, okay, I'm going to crawl. And <laughs> oh, oh, we got some good news. We got some good news. Thank you, Renee. Actually, we're going to do a little bit of astrology talk today, I think. Yes, we are. <laughs> that's going to be fun. So your friendly neighborhood astrologer wishes you a happy Venus Kazemi. Oh, is it? It is. It is. I'll put up the screen here in a little bit. Um, so that is when the uh, the sun and Venus can join and you've got Venus sitting at the heart of the sun at this point. So she's being mm -hmm. reborn. So yay. Hopefully that means some good things that we are not out of the woods because we are still in a Venus retrograde. We're about to hit a Mercury retrograde yes. and it's not going to clear until the end, till we get to February. Okay. February? Yeah. Or, or March? February. February okay. is when the retrograding ends. Then okay. we get other issues. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, you and, told me this, it, this the last time we talked, and I was preparing myself for really bad writing days. <laughs> well, with Mercury, you might have slower writing days. Mm -hmm. um, yes, because that, that's going to really correlate to, you know, what you're communicating, what you're writing. And if I'm looking at your chart, which should we put up your chart? Sure. Go Let's ahead. See. Let me do a share screen here. All right. Let's see. So we've got your chart up here. So the inner wheel is you. The outer wheel is what's going on in the stars right now. 
So for you, this energy is happening in your fifth and sixth house. So the, or sorry, excuse me, sixth and seventh house. So you're having um, the Venus retrograde, the Venus Kazemi today. That's this right here. You can see they're both at 18 degrees. Mm -hmm. So that's happening in the house of... I don't want to say it scary way, but let's, let's just say the house of, of service. Okay. It's it's the things we have to do in life, not necessarily things we want to do in life and not necessarily okay. career. So it's like duty. Yep. It's it's what we have to do. Um, it's also sometimes the house of ill health. Um, mm -hmm. So you're you're having more of the struggles in your life. The things you have to do are being highlighted by this Venus, Venus retrograde right now. And Venus represents what you know, what makes life worth living with the good stuff in life. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of going backwards and, and people look at retrogrades and they're like, Oh my God, it's a scary time. It's, it's basically a time of revision. It's mm -hmm. slow down, take an extra look at things, figure out what's working, what's not. It's not necessarily a horrible detrimental thing. It's right. telling you to refocus. So the struggle is going to show you what areas you need to either take a different path on or maybe look from a different angle and see how to better work with it. Now, the Mercury retrograde is going to be happening starting in your seventh house, retrograding back into your sixth house. So your seventh house is how you deal with other people. It's your relationships, public relationships, mm -hmm. uh, romantic relationships, anything where it's like one-on-one, -on -one, you and someone else. So the Mercury retrograde is going to point to communication problems, um, anything dealing with like contracts, since usually business contracts are definitely tied in with relationships, it's a make mm -hmm. sure you're reading the fine print, double check it, make sure you understand every point of it before you sign something, that kind mm -hmm. of a, of a thing. It's it don't rush okay. into anything period. So okay. until we get to February, take everything slow, really, really give everything the benefit of the doubt, give it a you know, mm -hmm. second eye, second opinion, um, don't rush into anything. Mm -hmm. But now with the Venus Kazemi, so Venus is basically going through the heart of, of the sun at this point. And Venus is going to okay. become a morning star, which means it will rise before the sun in the morning. Okay. Okay. So that's a powerful Venus. It's Venus basically coming into her own power. And even though she's yeah. retrograding right now, when the retrograde's over, she's still going to maintain that because the sun obviously moves at a different speed than she does. Right. So Venus is coming into power right now. Okay. And it looks like you've actually got almost a direct opposition from your sun in the 12th to where the sun's at in Capricorn right now. So that okay. could also point to a bit of struggles too. When you've got sun opposite or transiting sun opposite your natal sun, it can sometimes yeah. point to, to some struggles. Again, this is in that sixth house of, of service and duties and things you've got to do. So it's just a, mm -hmm. a bit of a frustrating time, I would say. Yeah. Okay. Well, that that reads about right. You know, and, and <laughs> from a, from a writing perspective, you know, you had said that things were going to be probably be slow on the creative side, mm -hmm. and I'm finding that's the case. But I'm plugging away, <laughs> word for you know, word for <laughs> struggling word. <laughs> I'm getting them down. One story is going to be fine. One story is just flowing nicely. The other one, I it's fits and starts. You know, I, I can write it, you know, I get through a scene and I get stuck and I'm like at a Y in the road and I'm going, which way do I go? 
you know, thus my my text to you and Rebecca today. <laughs> Which way should I go? I have two ideas. I need one of them. <laughs> you got you got your answer though. Yes, I did. I did from both of you. You were both consistent. So that's the way I'm going to go. Unless my mind overnight decides, no, I want to go this way. <laughs> it's just, See what happens. It's, just, it, it's, it's yeah. not necessarily a don't go one direction. It's take your time and feel it out. Right. And I like what Renee says here. <laughs> so what is it know. not bloody with your writing? Come on now. Uh, well, I have. Well, okay. <laughs> I'm the same way. I word spew on the page and then come yeah. back and go, well, this isn't going to work. This isn't going to work. This is work. Yeah. Fix this. You know, that's what revisions are. Yeah. I, I, I don't one, hear. Yeah. I did one thing in one of the scenes and then I was laying in bed. And I'm like, Oh, I can't do that. Cause I said earlier that she couldn't do something because it would raise alarms. And then she did it. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> I'm like, you know, leg in the bed just right before you go to sleep and then your eyes go, oh, I, can't no, I can't do that. So I had to fix that. And I did fix it, you know, instead of waiting until the end. But sometimes so, you have yeah. to take that path in order to figure out it doesn't work. Yep, exactly. So I've been doing a little bit of that. Um, and it's a new series. So it's a new thing. It's not familiar characters. So I'm Getting to know getting characters, to yeah, you know, yeah. And, and all of that. It's sort of like going to a party and not knowing anybody, and just you know trying oh. to figure out who your who your people are. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> that's the worst. No, I'm sitting by. I'm the wallflower sitting there with the drink in hand, watching everybody. Just watching. <laughs> and I'm the one that would say, "Oh, there's a wallflower. <laughs> Somebody probably I can talk to." <laughs> Okay, hold on. We got some comments we got to get to real quick. Okay. All right. Yes. So Renee says that the Mercury in the seventh house going into the sixth house. So communications with others leading to maybe revisions in your daily routine. That could be where that, that retrograde might point to, which I like. And then she just posted this, that um, Algol, where's Algol? That's going to be in Taurus. Yes, I'll go at the Midheaven. Yep. <laughs> oh, Stephen King had the same, had a similar prominent algal. That's great. And you oh. do like to kill people. So there we go. Yes, we there we go. <laughs> That's interesting. 10th house cusp. Yeah. So when we're talking about the 10th house, talking about right here in your chart, which is uh, right where Taurus is up at the very top. Okay. So your 10th house has to do with your career. So where the sixth house is, the things we have to do in life that we don't necessarily mm -hmm. want to, but have to, the 10th house is what we're known for doing, Yeah, which is why it relates to the career. It also can relate to the parents as well, depending on, on which parent helped shape your personality. Sometimes mm -hmm. the 10th house is the mother. Sometimes mm -hmm. the 10th house represents the father. And then below that in the fourth house, if the 10th represents the father, the fourth will represent the mother, mm -hmm. generally speaking, or vice versa. Okay. Hmm. So it's it's fun to see how those kind of things line up. Yes. And like I said, I got a brand new present for myself, which I can't wait to really start diving into, which awesome. is a giant book all about the transiting planets and their connections and what they could possibly mean. Oh. It's huge. <laughs> I can't wait to go through it all. <laughs> it is. That's awesome, though. Yeah. That, that uh. was my 
That was my present to myself along with my astrology journal. Yeah. My, my, this is, this is pretty. (laughs) (sighs) Gorgeous. Oh. Yeah, hardbound. (laughs) I could knock somebody out with it. (laughs) And and yes, that that is definitely Robert Hand. I love Robert Hand. I love his lectures. I've watched a lot of his lectures on YouTube. He's amazing, amazing astrologer. I love listening to the way he puts things together. Sorry, go completely. That's okay. That's all right. That's okay. I'm like, I'm like, okay, that's astrology. I, I, I just got my, my, my chart read. <laughs> I haven't gotten into it yet, so I don't know who Robert Hand is. <laughs> I, it, it's been fun. Like, I, I'm so thankful you let me play with your chart. <laughs> We did that and we did my husband's too because that was hysterically funny. <laughs> yeah, you guys like are complete opposites, which pairs up so nicely. Like you <laughs> fill in the gaps that he's got and he fills in the gaps that you got. It, it was just really nicely laid out. Yes. And and it's been good practice for my for my homework because that's is my homework. I'm supposed to be practicing on charts so that I can get better at this, so that hopefully I can, you know, actually do something with this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I've been going through the, the, my covers and going seriously, which ones am I going to write and which ones are just going to, to sit until, you know, hell freezes over. <laughs> I have to say that. <laughs> I've been going through and I'm putting them in, into files and I have manageable, um, I think, what I well, what I think is a manageable plan now. Before it was just overwhelming. <laughs> you gotta show everyone how many covers you're sitting on. Because okay. you have so they're so beautiful though, too. So many <laughs> covers. You have managed to find a lot of really good artists, a lot of covers yes, that do. work well together, even if they're not from the same artist, you find covers that really flow nicely for series. Yes. And oh, have, God, they're I like, the these, they're, they're, I would frame them and put them on the wall. They're so pretty. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right. So share screen. Hold on. Share screen. Where's my window? These are just, this is what I have done <laughs> for, <laughs> I think that's the end right there. Um, so I have. 22 different series. This one's almost done. Factor Fairy Tales, I only have one and a half more to write. Um, and then this one is all single, single title covers. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <gasps> oh, well, let me see The Apprentice. Ah, uh, The Apprentice. Hold on, where is that? That's over here. Did you see that? Did that go full screen for you? Uh Uh-uh. Oh, no, it didn't. Okay, hold on. We have to do that. Hold on. Where's where's my full screen? Hold on. Let's go. Stop sharing. Let me go back and do share. Share screen. And then here. Where is it? Hold on. Um, Hold on. Can I show that? 
There it is. Oh, no, there it is. <laughs> Sorry, people. That one? That's the... Oh, oh I love it. <laughs> yes. That's oh, a Julie cover. Love it. <laughs> I like it. Yep. That's going to be a good story. You haven't even so, read it yet, but I know it's going to be a good story. No. <laughs> and, 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 you know, all of those folders, the minimum has two. The maximum, I think, has eight. And then Fractured Fairy, Fairy Tales has 10. And I wow. said that that's a one and a half done. So, and then I'll be so done with that. What's the, the next, like, I know you're working on finishing up the Fractured Fairy Tales. You just finished yep. the dragons, right? Yep. So what's the next series that you're going to be working on? Uh, let me go here. Yeah, Renee, me too. I was definitely thinking something similar along that. Um, <laughs> I could see um, definitely going with, with like any kind of a the divination. Um, you could go magic. You could go tarot. You could, you could even go astrology if you really wanted to with that one. That could be fun. This is my next series. Oh yeah, I've seen these. Okay, yep, I like them. Yeah, yep. that's the my color. Series. That that blue and red, the contrast yep. between those two is so striking. Yes, it is. So that's my next series. That's what I'm writing. Right, that's the one that I keep hitting impasses at. <laughs> so I have that, and then I have the dragon one, which is um, hold on. Uh, where's that? Hold on, let me go there. Yes, it takes me a little while to get there. Sorry, people. <laughs> let me go. The first one in the dragon one is this one. And I have to share to see. <laughs> it helps if I'm sharing, right? Mm -hmm. So this is this is the first of the trilogy for the Age of Dragons. Okay. So this is the one that takes place in pre-Mayan culture. And then this is book two. Okay. And this is book three. So, I like it. I like it. I like it. Yes. Yeah. So that I have, I have the next year basically planned out in that, in, in those two series and then the Fractured Fairy Tales. So what, uh -huh. let's, since we're supposed to be talking writing, what is your approach when you decide to write these? Obviously, you, you've got the idea from the image because you're selecting mm -hmm. the images way ahead of writing. Yes. So how do you approach from getting these book covers together towards writing the, the story? Well, the first thing I've done in the past is written the first book's blurb before I've re even written anything, just to get the concept in my head. And then from there... I kick around the concept and usually, you know, I've had these for a while. So I kick around the concept. Sometimes I write bullet points in the, in the um, templates that I have, because for every single cover, I have it, I have a template already created with the cover, you know, the, the um, copyright page with the um, cover artists on it. So I don't forget <laughs> important <laughs> and all of that. So um, I have that um, I have um, in the past, done the plot genie, gone out and seeing what plots they have out there and said, ooh, you know, and bought a plot and had her give me an eight point story thing that I take and, and run wild with. 
<laughs> at times. So sometimes it's mine. Sometimes I need a little help. Sure. And, and you know, that gives me a little measure of help. And then I just run with it. So um, I have one book um, that I plotted out at nauseum. I can't write it because I plotted it out to, to you know, holy hell. <laughs> so it took, it, you know, because, you, you know, these big plot things that say, you know, what the chapter is, what the point is, what this and, and all of that and getting all of that out in my mind. And afterwards, I'm like, well, where's the written. magic? Where's yeah. the magic? <laughs> so <laughs> I, I like the magic. And, and to reiterate to, to our, our audience out there, there's no right or wrong way no. to do it. But for, for plotters, they do need to do that. For pantsers, oh, it, it actually does kind of kill the magic when you do too much ahead of time. And I'm yeah. in that camp with you. I'm, I'm a pantser. I have, to, I have to have the ability to create it as I'd like. Yeah, I have and, a scene in my head that starts it all and it goes from there. And yeah. then once it goes from there... I pretty much think I know how it's going to end. <laughs> and I say, I think because it morphs over, over the, the books. So I like this point. It's kind of like divination. It's, it's guiding you. Yeah. It's, it's giving yeah. you that, that visual plot without writing the plot. Yep. And, and that's the, you know, when you start a new series and you're, you're not a plotter, you have to get to know the characters. That's, you know, as I was saying, I'm just getting to know the characters and getting the feel for what they're going to do and what's right or what's wrong, what they're, you know, what's within character or outside of character for them. So, you know, this is a journey for me as much as it is for my characters and, and you know, ultimately the readers. <laughs> so it's kind of fun. <laughs> Anita says, once you start writing, those outlines never stay as written. And you're absolutely true, right. True. Um, you, you have to be, you have to allow for <clears throat> deviation. Um, but usually the outline, it's, it, and I'm not a plotter, so I don't want to, to speak for plotters, but at least mm -hmm. from the pantser perspective, once you've written that outline, you almost feel like that is the story mm -hmm. and you kind of try and stay as close to it as possible. And that becomes a limiting factor mm -hmm. if you're trying too hard to stay close to it. Now, yeah. in my client work, I have to follow their outlines. If I'm yes. if I'm ghostwriting, they're giving me the outline that I have to follow. Right. So I have to use that, and I have to stay with it. And and oh, it, it gets frustrating sometimes because I really oh, don't want <clears throat> to do what they're suggesting, <laughs> and I end up like finding either a workaround to get to the point, you know, the next point in the yeah. list while changing the current one or finding a way to make the current one work. And it takes longer for me to write when I'm having to work with a client's outline than it would be for me just to write like when I do my own stories. Right. Right. Yeah. So hold on. <clears throat> or understand the pantser approach. Yeah. No, it, it, you either are or you aren't a pantser. And it's a, it's not a one or the other. It's not a black or white. It's right. shades of gray in between. It's, it's how you approach, how you feel most comfortable writing. There's no right or wrong way to do it. Okay. How do I, how do we keep a continuous thread? I, I, I work well, my brain is linear, I guess. Mm -hmm. So, so, you know, I'm a business analyst, so I'm very analytical too. So I think that's how I can keep continuity 
every uh, from the problem to the end. has to have a solution. So if yes. you create a problem, now you create the solution. Yeah. Yep. I mean, and and up until I worked with Katie and wrote a trilogy <laughs> with Katie, I wrote linear. I wrote from beginning to end. I didn't jump if I got stuck. And I had a, a, a later scene. But with her, I learned to leapfrog and jump and put, you know, put things and write a scene I wanted to. And then she would fill in or she'd write a scene and I'd fill in. And I saw the benefit of doing that. It was really kind of neat. And that actually opened, opened me up to be able to do a little bit more with my own writing. You know, if I stop, if I get stuck on this story, I ju now jump to another story. And at this point, I always seem to have two stories running. And I try to keep them out in different genres because I can't do two of the same genre because that would really screw me up. They're too similar. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I go from paranormal romance to urban fantasy. Yes, they're somewhat similar, but, you know, the, the focus is different. The story is different. Yep. So, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and for you and I, one of the reasons we worked really well as a, as a co-author team and co-author teams are like marriages. Um, there's a lot of give and take in them. You have to balance in some way or you're going to butt heads. Even if you're the, both the best writers in the world, if your styles don't mesh, it doesn't work. Right. So right. it was, it was great that we were able to do it, but we had that very yin-yang approach to it. Yes. If I came up with a problem, you had the solution. If you came up with a problem, I had the solution. So we were able mm -hmm. to do that leapfrogging and that's what made us what three novels in six months yes and it we were was... able to discuss things that we didn't always see eye to eye on <laughs> <laughs> and i know like you will not let me do that <laughs> put my foot down <laughs> damn it <laughs> and, and i conceded <laughs> like okay you have you have <laughs> I don't put my foot down for much, but I do right. put my foot down for that. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, but we also were able to talk it again, like the marriage, yeah. you have to be, you know, pick your battles. Yep. You have to discuss things, try and see each other's perspective, try and see what works. So, you know, it, it wasn't without its conflict, but we were able right. to work through any of the conflicts that came up. Right. Right. And, and I have turned down um, co-writing opportunities before um, because I looked at the writing and I knew we wouldn't mesh. There is, you know, you and I have a similar voice, a similar tone. And it was interesting that my husband, when he read the book, couldn't figure out who wrote what. That's, that's what you so, want. You don't want it exactly. so drastic. We want it. And, and he's like, he's like, I, you know, you guys wrote and, and blended so well that he was impressed. <laughs> well, part of, of our editing process too, because even though we were leapfrogging chapters, we were both going through and doing revisions to the whole thing. Right. So we were layering our voices even onto the chapters that we weren't writing. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, you know, to, to, to all co-writers out there, work, work together because you do want to sound like a cohesive book, not like, oh, I know who wrote this. It's not the same one who wrote that. <laughs> yeah, because the author's voice will come through and that can yes. be jarring. It can pull somebody out of a story if they're like, wait a second, that doesn't sound right. Right, right. This doesn't, you know, gel with what I just read in chapter one. <laughs> I mean, there are some, some co-writers that do that purposely have different chapters for different people. 
and and if they're uh, writing different characters, that works really well because yes. they can really give that unique voice to that character that they're you know focusing on. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And that would be fun to do too to to write a, a dual personality book or multiple POV book where you can really use that voice and and make oh, it shine. Yeah. <clears throat> Absolutely. I've been. I don't normally like that writing style, but. My client work has kind of forced me to work that muscle a little bit more. Okay. So I think I, I want to kind of explore that in one of the next books that I work on. Of course, I have to finish the current book that I'm working on. Yes. How many years has it been? How many years has it been? Two, right? What if I the, just don't write the Before the COVID book? crap. <laughs> before the COVID crap. <laughs> What if what if I just hold off on that fifth book for a while and just refresh to something different? You could. <laughs> I'm like I'm like in the back of my head, my my little editor is going finish the book because <laughs> leaving things undone is one of my biggest pet peeves. But it's a series. Every book yeah. has its own ending, so technically. Right. Book four had its ending, and I always leave threads open in case I want to come back later. So right. I don't have to write the fifth book. I've got a real mental block against the fifth book. I don't know why. Every time I have had moments in the last two years to go back and look at it, I have been blocked. Like there's like a, a I don't want to look at it. Or I read a chapter and I'm like, eh, I'll get to it later. Um, okay. I, I know the ending. I know where it's supposed to go. It's mostly written, which is kind of sad just to leave something hanging. It's mostly written. But there's, there's that no block every time I think about it. It's like, mm. uh, it, it, It's almost like pulling teeth. Yeah. But I love the characters. Like the story, yeah. that's the that's the series that I really wanted to to see expand into like a tv series like i would love yeah. to see them take the agents of asset and focus a book a series on because i think that could mm -hmm. be really fun and maybe it's just because i didn't see the acknowledgement for that series or the mm -hmm. interest in that series as much as i'd hoped maybe that's the block and mm -hmm. if i saw more interest in that series then i would be able to to like push forward i don't know i don't know either yeah that's Divine timing. Yeah, there we go. I should I should look and see when I'm when I've yes. got better better stars, you know, better transits <laughs> happening. I'm if you looked at my chart there, my chart, I'm in a serious year of of hard transformation energy. Mm. And it's it's been um, I've had two to three years of a lot of shit happening as it was and it's not mm -hmm. ending yet and this year going forward for me is one where i'm supposed to be really getting pushed like a fire is supposed to be lit under my ass to really complete all of these changes that i've been struggling through for the last couple of years okay so it's so not gonna book with me be. <laughs> it's not gonna be an easy year that's just what i'm saying Although it is a good year for partnering for me. Yes. It is a good year for partnering. <laughs> and then that was the nodal shift that I was telling you about earlier, where the, the nodes of the moon aren't actual planetary bodies, but they're, they're mathematical points. Mm -hmm. And where the north points tends to be what's expanding in your life. And where the south points 
is what's diminishing or taking less less energy or you're releasing from your life. And mm -hmm. in my chart, it's pointing towards my social house, my partnering house as mm -hmm. the expansion area. So I should be looking towards making real good partnerships. And it's the diminishing end is on the self. So less me, less paying attention to my stuff and more focusing on other things and other people. Okay. <laughs> so I don't know, maybe co-writing this year is a good thing. <laughs> I'm going to have a come to Jeebus moment. Yeah, I've yes. had so many of those. Like, well, there's a meme flying around that's like, if I have any more character development, I'm becoming a villain. <laughs> that's how I feel right now. <laughs> I've had enough character developing moments. <laughs> I'm yes. about to go evil and probably enjoy it too. Ooh, yeah, I'm sure you would. <laughs> and Renee, yeah, you and I have talked about this too. I think she actually just finished the cycle I'm going into. Okay. So the less of the self and more of the dealing with other people and if you're an introvert like me that whole you got to deal with other people thing is like oh, are you sure <laughs> do i have to really <laughs> <laughs> yeah i I'm, yeah. I'm less people the better i i do go to maybe one-on-one -on -one, large groups not so much oh. unless i go to conventions which is it's there there's the weirdness because i'm an introvert but when I go to conventions, I can turn it on and do that, like, make you think I'm an extrovert, public yeah. speaker, all that kind of stuff. Villains are, okay, so Renee says villains are more interesting. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Um, and it's okay to be a villain sometimes. Yeah, well, villains are also the hero of their own story. So it's all perspective there. The biggest yeah. growth is when we realize that sometimes being the hero of the journey is a little arrogant. Okay. We have good and bad and coming to terms with that is key. True. True. Mm -hmm. Meeting good for every week for study art. Yeah. That, that's a good thing. That's yeah. good. So you've had some good growth. I like yes. that. Yes. <laughs> it's good. Even if we have to get dragged kicking and screaming. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, getting me out in the winter is Unless I'm going on my snowmobile, I'll, I'll warm up and, and heat it. <laughs> well, now for you, looking at your chart, because you're, I still have it on the other screen here. Okay, that's good. <laughs> you're the nodal axis. Should I put it back on the screen again? Sure. So I'm not looking over here. Okay. <laughs> your nodal axis, um, this last year actually for you, was hitting your social house. Okay. So this... Um, Right here, the yeah. 11th house, Gemini, where the nodes are moving out of, they're moving into Taurus right now. Yeah. This is your social standing. So the nodes were highlighting. And wait, hold on a second. Oh, you had a nodal return last year. Huh. So there's your north node in your personal chart. And there's the north node in the current transits. Okay. So this year, you actually had a, a nodal return. So you were coming back to the same energy that was at your chart at the beginning. Okay. So expansion in the house of social standing. So your birth was probably something everyone celebrated because <laughs> in the year that you were born, that was, that was where your nodes were in that social standing house. Mm -hmm. And so this okay. year was a lot about how you are, you are perceived by the world. So okay. a little bit more focused yeah, on you much. and your place in the world. So now it's moving into your career house. And, and you and I have talked about this. 
because this is your final year, yes? Um, maybe. Okay. Well, that's the next another, 18, that's another the, that's another conversation. <laughs> the next 18 months. Yes. is where the nodes are going to be in this house. So, it's focusing on your career. So okay. you're expanding in the career area. So you're saying you're a lot of focus is going there, you're wrapping things up, probably getting ready to move on to the next phase of your life. Mm -hmm. And the diminishing side of that is going to sit in your fourth house. So less worry about the home, more worry about or worry, but more focus on what's going on with your career and what you're going yeah. to do going forward. And again, the 10th house isn't just work career. It's what you're known for. Right. So writing is also going to fall into that as well. Is, is one of the things. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and yes, and and more focus is is being put on that this year, this year than in the past as well. And again, so. with that that nodal shift, so your fifth house is your passions and your creativity. So the diminishing for the last eighteen months was sitting in your create your creative house. So it's moving out of that now. So okay. you're going to feel maybe a little bit of a breather, a little bit ease in writing now because mm -hmm. you're not having that diminishing influence in your creative house. Okay. So that's going to help. That sounds cool. <laughs> oh, hold on. I'm missing some of these comments over here. Yeah. Hold on. Let's see. North node in the seventh. Oh, yes. We we're talking about that. That's the influence I'm heading into right now is north node yeah. in the seventh. Ugh. Better be a good year. When we stop <laughs> kicking and screaming, it gets easier. Yes, it does. Are you sure? Are you sure? I like kicking and screaming. <laughs> I guess the consensus from the crowd is yes, mm -hmm. we should stop kicking and screaming. You just go with the flow. Uh, 11th is also allies and benefactors, too. So, yes. So, you would have had outside influence uh, in help, um, in, in perhaps guiding you, um, aiding. Mm -hmm whatever endeavors you're working on it's mm -hmm. that again it's encompassing yeah. social standing how you're perceived and how you are um in the larger aspect of the world mm -hmm. and what does she say can indicate a solid enough foundation to be able to meet the world with more confidence oh i like that mm. i like that so you get some good I stuff i now. don't lack confidence though <laughs> no no you don't <laughs> That, that, Leo is sending. No, you don't lack confidence. Yes, <laughs> I get. I get. Like, why? Why are? Why isn't the world buying my books? But it doesn't erode my confidence. <laughs> it erodes my motivation, but not the confidence level. <laughs> You've got Leo ascendant, so Leos are, are natural leaders. Mm -hmm. Leo is ruled by the sun. It's the guiding light. It's the focal point. So mm -hmm. the good side of that Leo ascendant is, is the natural born leader. You have the qualities to take charge and lead people. The negative side of that would be um, overinflated ego. Um, it can be, um, oh, dang it. My brain's just not working right now. That's okay. Um, it can be somebody who demands attention as well a look at me look at me rather than people are looking at you because of what you're doing so as long as you stay more on that side of of guiding light and doing what's right and and leading from you know the heart so to speak you're you're taking on the good aspects of that ascendant your son is also sitting in capricorn which capricorn is it's a saturn ruled sign and then you and i have talked about saturn before it's like parental influence mm -hmm. do it right <laughs> Even if you have to redo it over and over again, you're going to get it right. And that's that Capricorn influence is you will get it done right. And you will take as long as you need to get it done right. 
Mm-hmm. So both of those are, are really strong in your chart, <laughs> which they play well together. And then you've got an Aries moon. So you've got a fiery and passionate moon that's guiding your interactions as well. Yes. Oh, hold on a second. I have a munchkin trying to get my attention. What? Just close the door. Yeah, just close the door. So my kids, because we're in quarantine, are all home right now. Yes. Um, so they didn't go to their dad's. And Zoe's the only one who didn't get sick. <laughs> so we've had five people all on top of each other. I've got Allie, my oldest, her boyfriend, um, my two littles and me all on top of each other in our little thousand square foot apartment. It's been fun. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You need lots of Lysol to spray everywhere. <laughs> I can send you a package of Lysol. <laughs> Lysol and Clorox wipes wipe everything. (laughs) Oh my God. I had uh, after the puking incident yesterday. Was it yesterday? That days are blurring together now. What day is it? It was yesterday. It's It's Saturday. Saturday. Okay. So, yeah, it would have been, it was over middle of the night, which is why it's really blurring it. So, I woke up to Hunter puking in my trash can, which is a step away from the toilet, but he couldn't make it to the toilet. Thank God he made it to the trash can. Yes. Yeah, but then then I had this just stinky trash can mm-hmm. smelling up the house until I could you know get to it because you you triage you assess what needs to be assessed and fix what needs to be fixed first. So while yeah. I was working on getting Hunter to stop throwing up and getting his temperature under control, it's just this festering smell yes. coming out of Ooh. the bathroom, and it has not <laughs> taken my sense of smell away. Thank you very much. So. Yes. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Renee had a question here. <laughs> oh, oh, yep. So 12th house. Oh, 12th house sun. Sorry. I looked at that wrong. Thank you for correcting me. 12th house sun. Uh, transiting sun is in the 6th house. 12th house sun is an interesting spot for the Leo vibe since the 12th house is naturally hidden. That's true. Um, would be interested in Jay's thoughts on confidence given the hidden placement. Oh, that's a good point. So I read the thing wrong. Again, we're going to blame COVID brain for this. And thank you for correcting me on that because I would have missed it if I hadn't been corrected. Um, Your son is in the 12th house. Transiting son is sitting in your sixth house. That's where the opposition is now. With the son in the 12th house in cancer, um, how is that playing out with um, your your ability to be confident? How is that that, um, how you approach people? Um, and and uh, the flip side too, negative responses to your book. How does that affect you? Negative responses really don't affect me anymore. I think I've gotten. I, I think that comes with age more than <laughs> more than confidence. Because I'm like, and I've been at this. It's like, you know, it's everybody has a right to their opinion, but in approaching things, I don't. I, um, <laughs> I have no idea what, what you're so asking when, or, when or how, to, the, how to articulate that. The 12th house is is the house that we don't really control. Okay. It's a karmic house. It's the house of uh, kind of our shadow side. Okay. So any planets that reside in that house are, are typically not acting directly towards our, our best interest. And it, it takes a while for people to usually figure out how to use those planets Okay. Uh, because they're in that shadow. So if you think of like the way they explain it in, in the class is your ascendant is where the stars are rising at the moment of your birth. 
So the planets that are in the 12th house are right above it. And there's a haze effect with things that are right above the horizon. You can't quite see them. And if you think of that haze effect as your planets in the 12th house being kind of blurry, you can't quite make them out. You can't quite uh, use that energy. They're not giving their all at that point. Um, until later in life, you're, you're able to actually go, wait, I know what that is. I can use this. So early in life, that might have manifested as your your ego, your son, um, not getting what it needs or not feeling like um, you're able to shine by yourself, not getting the attention, the recognition, um, or being able to stand up and say, hey, I'm here. Listen to me. Mm. That last one, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not a hey, I'm here. <laughs> Look at my books. I, I'm very, very not in your face on my writing and i think that that does lend it lend itself to maybe not getting all the sales that i want because i'm not oh that's a good perspective because yeah your you marketing know. style and mine are very similar we're like because i'm not standing on the mountaintop going yeah i have yeah <laughs> i'm not going look at this pretty book it's so pretty i'm not doing that everywhere but it is really pretty <laughs> it is very pretty yes very pretty so you know, and that's something that, that you've been working on though in in yes in the background you've been you've been doing more advertising i know yeah. that and you haven't I mean, been doing advertising like social media advertising you've been doing direct ads through amazon so you're yeah, again working in the shadows ads. yep direct ads but i've also sporadically put you know the the promos that i'm building on you know the the groups that i have but not at any regular interval <laughs> and I'm doing all the, you know, the, the circuit of podcasts and interviews and things like that. But yeah. <laughs> I took the outer wheel off so I don't get confused again. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Makes it easier to see. So, okay. Um, back to the, the sun thing. Cause I said uh, mm -hmm. sixth house sun in, in Capricorn, which is definitely yeah. sixth house or excuse me, Capricorn sun is definitely get shit done energy. Uh, a cancer son is going to be more of a thoughtful, um, more of a caretaking, nurturing, um, making sure everybody has what they need. So I, I wonder how that played out with your mothering influence. Yeah, you're very close with your children and oh, yeah. you, you've yes. not only raised them, you've written with some of your children, too. Yes. Both, <laughs> of children now. Both. So, so it's uh, you, you've got that like Both natural nurturing. <laughs> And glitter. drawing them into it, it to, has you glitter know, now because of one child. <laughs> you have what? It has glitter now because of one it child. It has glitter. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, you're going to be on Anita's show soon. Yay. Yes. Yep. Awesome. Who are, you, who are you talking about killing this time? Um, I don't know. Oh. I don't know if this isn't, I don't think I'm coming on the killing one. <laughs> oh. I think it's just a regular okay. show, not the, not the, uh, because I was on that one back in September. Okay. Um. <laughs> I, I love that that concept, talking about killings. Yes. I love yes. that. <laughs> Direct ads are intimidating. Um, yeah, they are. And social media ads are intimidating. I hate mm -hmm. I hate social media. I love it and hate it at the same time. I yeah. I, I just I I haven't done Facebook ones. I did a couple uh, BookBub for for Silent Night this this past Christmas because it was 99 cents and you know 
I don't do high ads or high target, you know, mm -hmm. things. So it's very slow, like a drip campaign. <laughs> I drip, drip, drip <laughs> instead of a flood. Yep. Um, so I've got to get better at that. <laughs> but yeah, it's another learned process. Yeah. Oh, between the pages book tag. Yes. <laughs> now, when are you going to be on that one? Um, I don't know off that top of my head. <laughs> okay. my, my calendar looks Soon. nightmarish. Oh, uh, let's see. I want to say, uh, where is it? Was it in April or was it in February? Uh, I have it somewhere. Because <laughs> I have all of the, I mean, this is my calendar. No, you can't see it. I can't see. <laughs> it's like white things. <laughs> um, I have a, I have a PR guy that keeps putting, you know, sending me things and they keep <laughs> signing up for them. So I keep putting them on my calendar. So I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> that works. All right. Yes. So I, I made a mistake on your moon too, because I was reading the outer band, not the inner one. So oh, okay. Libra moon. Mm-hmm which is okay in the third house. So there's your analytical side. That's mm -hmm. definitely, um, it's an air sign, but it's Venus's air sign. So it's not only analytical, but it's analytical for the ultimate uh, beauty, the best possible outcomes, mm -hmm. which God, if that doesn't scream writer. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to craft the best, most entertaining plots ever. <laughs> and then you got your moon there. So that's exactly where you're you're nurturing yourself as you're writing. So writing becomes cathartic, which we've already yes. talked about too. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> so don't kill people in real life. Don't kill people <laughs> yeah. in real life. Kill them on the page. So and Mars yeah. right there. Mars is cutting and slashing. And it's that that uh aggressive energy sitting right yep. there. That, that the definitely slayer. screams yep. A good writer, somebody who's going to not only plot, but create something that's going to captivate, it's going to touch on emotions, and it's going to have lots of drama. January, well, January 23rd is my appearance, she says. What's Thank that? You. Thank you, Anita. January 23rd. Is January 23rd. All, of, all yeah. of you out there, we'll put a link in the show notes after the show. So definitely check the description, and we will put a link for Anita's yeah. show so that way you can catch that. Yes. Um, actually, both both the shows. I'll put the link for the Go Indie Now programs too, because yeah, the yeah, uh, Words That Kill is definitely table. worth watching. Yeah, I'm on the round table that day too. So, <laughs> oh, you're, see, look at you, Miss Busy Busy. I know. That's why I'm like that. That's probably why it's not readily appearing on my calendar because only one thing comes up <laughs> when I have it in this view. <laughs> But that's so. good. You need that. You need that, you know, really focus yes. on getting the, the writing and stuff done. And maybe that again, with that nodal shift heading into your career house, it's not just your job. It's what you're known for, which is writing right. as well. So right. maybe you're going to see a lot of expansion in that uh, the next 18 months in your writing career that help that, facilitate that nice. more of that retirement and enjoying yes, enjoy the life. next phase yes. of energy. <laughs> Dignified moon as well in the third house. Look at that. See, it's nice having yep. somebody else who knows this too, because they're catching everything yes. that I'm missing with my stupid yeah, COVID brain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have a busy schedule right now because I'm a PR guy. <laughs> Which that was a new thing for you. You hadn't yeah. done that before. Right. I hadn't. November, I signed on with him. So. <laughs> 
Now, the one thing I do wonder about looking later this year, because we're going to have a Mars retrograde at the last quarter of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to be in your social house. So I wonder how that's going to play out because it's going to enter in around October and not leave for almost six months. Oh, and right. retrograde is that that revision energy. So it's going to go across, it's going to go backwards, and it's going to retrace. So mm-hmm. it's not always necessarily a bad thing, but it is a serious revision to your social house that's going to start at the, I think it's October of uh, the end of this this year, 2022. That, that might make sense if that if, if some of the other things fall into place. Okay. You know? not social socially engaging with people on a daily basis <laughs> okay. yeah i'm thinking of it in a positive spin <laughs> do you have any events already planned for the end of next year or or next year no, this year no. I, come on 2022 yeah no i don't have anything any anything planned at this point um you know <laughs> Me too, Renee. Holi- Me the too. holidays? <laughs> that's it. The holidays? Yeah, that's that's Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. Yeah. Yep. I think all the way up through. Oh. St. Patrick's Day? Okay. Well, next year. Yeah. So it's it's a definite shift. Yep. And it's, it's that focusing on that 11th house for you. So I, I wonder how that's going to play. For me, I think it's playing out in my 8th house. So I really don't know how that's going to play out. My 8th house, house is the uh, the house of outside resources, okay. uh, taxes, and death, inheritance. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so mm-hmm. it could be an interesting one for me. Not sure how that's going to play. Well, hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> And like, yeah, that's future B's problem. I don't have to worry about that yet. I, I'm just that RX Mars and makes me think of a uh, retrograde blast. Mars and Jay's chart makes me think of cannon blast. Uh oh, hitting Jupiter one. So with Jupiter's good luck and playfulness, maybe it's an evil Knievel. Hmm. Mm. Okay. Okay. and jupiter is going to be sitting in your eighth house moving into your ninth house so you're going to have your eighth house outside resources which i believe is your husband's second house because you guys were the direct opposite i love that your personal resources were his outside resources and his outside resources are your personal resources you guys balanced so well um so there's going to be an interesting shift for you guys on on that um yeah. actually should be starting right now because jupiter is in pisces right now and jupiter's going to blast through pisces it's going to okay. hit aries and it's going to retrograde back for a little bit before it blasts through aries um so for the most part this year it's going to be in pisces and then i think summer ish time frame we're going to get a little touch of aries in there before it comes back and jupiter is that that positive um expansive planet Mm-hmm. Uh, as long as you do things right, I've learned with, with Jupiter, yeah. it's law and order with expansion. So if you do things right, you get all the good, good benefits. If you do things wrong, you get hubris and you pay for hubris. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that, that could be good. That could be very yes. good. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> we will see. <laughs> this, has be- this has become my I kinda, obsession. I kind of like being evil can evil. <laughs> Josh, what are we laughing at? (laughs) I need to know. He's probably laughing at the evil Knievel. (laughs) Probably. 
<laughs> but it's like, okay. Jane is going to do something crazy starting in October. Everybody watch for it. Mark your calendars. <laughs> We're all going to see it too because it's in your social Everybody's going to be watching. So that's kind of cool. Oh, oh my. We're going to come back yeah. to this afterwards. Said, yes. <laughs> We're going to come back to this and we're going to go over it in next or end of this year. We're going to see what's going on here. See what happened over the year and how, how closely aligned it was. <laughs> That's one of my favorite things to do. So I follow a lot of astrologers on, on uh, YouTube and they all, of course, the start of a new year, they're all doing their yearly forecast. So I love yes. to go back through and see what their delineations were, what they said could happen, what energies were in play. And again, you have to factor it in based on your chart because the houses yeah. talk about the topics that those things are going to actually focus on. So it, it's fun to go back and see, okay, that did line up. This did line up. That didn't line up, you know, and really be able to play with it. Yeah, it would, it, it would be nice if, you know, that, that luck and, and playfulness, you know worked out nicely because <laughs> I'm thinking lotto in the back of my head. <laughs> yeah, but not I don't, really. <laughs> I'm not sure if if I would say investments. Yeah. Um I, I I look at the eighth house and a lot of times I, I think of investment income because you you put your money into it, but it has to stay there for a really long time. Mm -hmm. And if you make the smart decisions, then it grows. And if you don't, it can be a loss. So it's, it's right. kind of a gamble, but it's not like the personal resources that you're actively working and using day to day. Right. So right. like, I know you said that, that you guys have done your investments, you're getting close to retirement. Right. So that could possibly be, you know, getting ready to reap the rewards of smart investing. Possibly, possibly, and the and the timing. Maybe. Josh is gonna be crazy all year. <laughs> yes, I know Josh is gonna be crazy all year. <laughs> oh, and Renee's starting a podcast. Send us oh. the link, Renee. I want to yes. see this so that way I can follow you. Absolutely, especially if it's a, an astrology one because that is my guilty pleasure, obviously. So, <laughs> and I'll I'll be following that. Are you serious, Josh? Seven hundred and five yes. episodes. Wow. And and I was, I was very, very honored to be one of the top 10 of his last year. Oh, I was in his top 10. So it was like, oh, <laughs> thank you, Josh. That's awesome. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> so, <sighs> well, now I know what my year is coming. I could, I could just go to sleep now. <laughs> There's more to it than that. I mean, let's I see. Know, I know. We, we've got the, um, the Venus and Mars, I can't wait mm -hmm. to see how this plays out. Venus and Mars, once the, the Mercury retrograde is done and the Venus retrograde is done, so starting in February, Venus yeah. and Mars line up and almost to the degree, walk hand in hand through Aquarius and into Pisces, I think, before they separate. Okay. And so you've got what makes life worth living and the passion and drive to get shit done walking mm -hmm. together. That's nice. That's that could be some really productive energy. It could also be detrimental too if you're not if you're just gung hoing it and throwing shit at a wall. Right. But if you're like utilizing both of those energies, that could be really productive. Mm -hmm. Of course, and it's I also going to run into the Saturn year in a square, which is still sort of happening this year. So Saturn yeah. sitting in its home sign. Remember the parental influence. So wherever yeah. Aquarius is in your chart, Saturn is lording over its home. So mama looking mm -hmm. over your shoulder mm -hmm. and it's squaring off. So square energy is, you know, it's that struggle energy with mm -hmm. Uranus, the planet of 
change, unexpected things, shaking up uh, systems and societies, mm -hmm. sitting in the grounded, earthy sign of Taurus. Mm -hmm. So you've got law and rules and order going up against drastic change in a house that doesn't want to have drastic change. You know, it's mm -hmm. that stubborn, you know, it's all year last year we were getting pings from that energy and we've got one more coming this year. Mm. So interesting. Interesting. Yeah. And Mars and Venus will like smack right into that. Yes. <laughs> because it could be really productive though. I mean, if you want to work on the positive side, it could be very productive. It could be. It could it be. Could be like running headfirst into a wall evil Knievel style. <laughs> well, he jumped, he 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 successfully jumped many things. So hey. <laughs> who might Always already do it? It always works until it doesn't. Yes, it does. Right. <laughs> I like the astro weather. I love that. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Send us your link. We'll post it in our, our show notes too. So other people can find you. I love that idea. Because that is kind of like what that. astrology is. It's not. Yeah. It's not the horoscopes everyone reads in the paper. It's right. kind of like a weather report. Here's what you can expect. Plan ahead. Mm -hmm. Bring your, your raincoat. Bring your umbrella. Don't worry about yep. the umbrella today. It's it's that plan ahead energy. You still heart. <laughs> yeah. You still have to get through the day, regardless of what energy is around you. But it's kind of nice to know what you might run into. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, you want to talk about romance this year? All right, Josh. Send me a message later. We'll uh, we'll go over some of that for you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Not until Venus goes direct. Yeah. I, nothing. I shouldn't say nothing good is going to happen until Venus goes direct, but when we're still in that backwards energy, we haven't figured out the problem yet. So mm -hmm. with retrograde, remember, you're going forward, you're going backwards, and then you're going forward again. So you're retracing mm -hmm. that, that last step, but going backwards, you've already come into this problem. You're backing up so you can refocus on it. You haven't figured the problem out until you start moving forward. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Joshua, <laughs> get a romance reading from both me and Katie. There you go. Yes, because you're getting different perspectives. I like Renee's. She she comes up with things that I'm not seeing. Mm -hmm. So it, it is kind of mm -hmm. nice to see how the different things play out from the different perspectives. So that's a good idea. I love getting reports too from other astrologers because <laughs> I know what I see. Maybe they see something different and maybe what they see is better. <laughs> <laughs> No rose-colored glasses for you. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, we have successfully killed an hour. It was fun. Yes, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It was good. I needed. I told you this morning. I need someone to talk to. And that's okay. <laughs> I am here. <laughs> Anyway. But back to reality, and yeah. uh, I'll check the schedule. I'm not sure if we have somebody next week or not. I think you do. I think okay. we do. I think we have. Hold on. Filling in with Kelly. Oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. Riley. Yes. 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 I just got done working on another one of her formats. She's doing a large print now for um, the Riches and Royals series. Oh, good. Good. So, yeah, I she's got I'm hoping my internet is good enough for a podcast. I'm going to be in South Carolina. <laughs> oh, cool. So hopefully my internet is good enough, but I'm going to bring the setup <laughs> and hopefully we can cross our fingers and say 
be good enough so that you know you can actually see me and hear me and it's not pausing like sometimes you know Rebecca has that issue oh <laughs> no Carolinas, right it's so frustrating <laughs> though when it's you and you're pausing and you can't do anything about it right exactly oh. <laughs> so, so all right. I'm hoping I will be clear and, and concise <laughs> All right, then. Well, thank you guys for watching, hanging out with us, especially you guys in the chat today. That was thank really you. good to have yes. a, some interaction. I love this. If you like what we're doing, let us know. Maybe we can do a couple more shows like this and kind of throw a little fun stuff in there. I've reached out to like Chris Brennan before. He's another astrology podcaster to see if I could get him on the show um, because I also have his book. So I, I'm going to yeah. try and reach out to some more astrologers that also do podcasts because I would love That'd to be, be able to like cross pollinate, you know, a little bit of this, yes. <laughs> um, but we'll see. And, uh, you know, as always, we will be back and uh, we'll have more people to introduce you to and some more fun conversations. So thanks everybody for hanging out with us. Thank you. Have a good week, guys. Bye.